0: Welcome to the Lead More Podcast. I'm your host, John T. Meyer. Now, the Lead More Podcast is the show where we sit down with leaders of today to help inspire and create more leaders for tomorrow. And today, my friends, we are at episode 52. We made it, we made it an entire year of the Lead More Podcast, and gosh, I thank you. I thank you for being along with us on this journey. Whether you listen to one episode or 52, thank you, mom. I'm, I'm so grateful for any time that you chose to listen to the Lead More Podcast. Now the Lead More Podcast started with two simple core premises. One, the world needs more leaders. Now if we rewind 12 months, we're talking about June. I'm actually starting to think about this in March, April of 2020. The world has gone into a global pandemic our leaders, many have gone missing in action, just disappearing, while others have really stepped up and, and risen to the occasion. And as a, as, a, as a business leader, I thought, we need more leaders, not just today during this pandemic, but moving forward, whether it be political, business, church, nonprofit, community, neighborhoods, families, parents, we need more leaders. So that was this original idea that I've been chewing on for a while, even before into 2019. But then secondly, if you think forward about May and then into June, before we started episode one, that leadership doesn't always look like the way we think. It is not based on, oh, it should not be based on where you go to school, where you grew up, what zip code you were born into, your diploma, your, your height, the color of your skin, whatever it might be, your name, right? I realize, look, I'm... I'm a white male. My name is John and I'm a CEO. That's a lot of pretty traditional boxes to check. And so I felt like we need to showcase leadership in different ways. And we need to, to show people, give people a voice and give people a platform to share their story of leadership. And many of the guests that we invited to bring onto the show, when asked, they thought, what? why are you asking me? I'm not a leader. What do you, what do you mean? Why, why do you want to talk to me? And that's where I knew we were on to something, something right. So that's how the show started. Between December 2019 and May 2020, I had these ideas bouncing around in my head. And I said, I'm going to start a podcast. And that's sort of the why. Let me tell you two other reasons. One's more tactical and strategic. And one was more personal and like a challenge. The other reason I started the show is somebody once told me someone smart who I trust The podcast is the new cold email. Now this is sort of the marketing entrepreneurial part of me coming through here, but you know, what he means by that is the podcast is now your gate or your key to a conversation with nearly anybody in the world, right? And let's think about this past uh, 52 episodes this past year, had conversations with Governor Dugard, President Stephanie Herseth Sandlin, Kim, Kim Ball Scott, New York Times bestselling author, SDSU head football coach John Stiglmeyer, CEOs like Brett Hagler, Ben Milne, Liz Georgie, all these amazing folks that I got to sit down for a whole hour and just talk. And oftentimes before we were hitting record and after we were hitting record too. Um, These great conversations with people who are excited to share their story and willing to jump on a call, a Zoom call or in-person meeting to talk about leadership. So I personally have got to benefit from all these incredible one-on-one conversations, getting to know these people a little bit better. Sure, I always joke in a place like South Dakota, you could probably meet with almost anybody for at least a coffee, but a real like heart-to-heart one-hour conversation about things that really matter. So that was just the personal benefit, right, of getting to meet all these great people, to grow my network, make amazing connections, and use it as this kind of cold email. But the second, what you're going to hear about kind of my philosophy here in a little bit was this personal challenge of, could I do a podcast and could I do it for an entire year? I Every year I set two words to be my themes of the year. And this year I had two words, which were consistency and now. Now is all about living in the moment, living in now. I have these two young daughters that are growing up so fast and have this, this, final year that I get to have to get to be the Lem- CEO of Lemonly, to just seize the moment. I think 2020 really helped thrust this this theme, but to live in the moment, right? To, to take nothing for granted. But consistency was all about habits and, and daily work, whether it be physical exercise, stretching, flossing your teeth, whatever it might be. I'm not, I'm not inherently a person who's really good at being automatic, robotic, and disciplined. And so I had to push this. I'm still stretching and trying to grow this muscle. And so as a piece of accountability, I thought, could I do a podcast? Could I do it every week? And could I do it for 52 straight episodes? And I'll say, as he probably does this editing, a huge, huge shout out to Nate, who at times was editing this show on a Wednesday night or even a Thursday morning before we dropped it every single Thursday. To Nick for helping with... You know, show notes and, and episode descriptions and artwork to other Lemonly team members who bailed us out at, on graphic work. There's so many people involved and we'll thank them at the end. But um, this challenge of doing everyday work was really a personal decision for me. And I'm excited to say I've enjoyed it so much. Now the goal originally was one year. And now this year, the tw- you know we started in June of 2020. The 2021 goal is 52 episodes. So that will end up being i guess 82 straight episodes if we finish that goal that's what we're on pace for so it's a lot of uh, rambling and discussion of this show and and what I want to do is something special here today talking about that philosophy of daily work and discipline is a concept that I call better every day it's uh, so important to me and and that it's it's actually in neon lights at, at in the Lemonly office. When you come in to HQ in downtown Sioux Falls, you can't miss it, it's right there on the left. It says better every day in bright neon lights. And it's a philosophy that we've adapted here at our company and I personally carry it myself. And to fully explain the story, uh, I recently uh, finished a program called On Deck Performative Speaking. It was a a eight week, 15 part class. Uh, It's called a cohort based class online on Zoom with people all over the world. Led by and hosted by a uh, former Leadmore guest, Robbie Crabtree. I think uh, roughly episode twenty twenty one, back in the fall last year, we had Robbie talk about the power of speaking and how leaders can better communicate their thoughts and their ideas. And so I did this course with him, and part of the culmination or the sort of the final assignment of the course was to give a mini TED talk, an eight minute talk, roughly. I think I might have gone a little long about one big idea a main core idea that you have and so for me it was this concept of better every day something that i live by and i'm happy to teach and share with others so without further ado i'll stop talking uh well you're still going to hear me talk but i'm going to introduce my mini ted talk for robbie's on deck performative speaking course called better every day enjoy Have you ever heard of Mike Winkleman? He was born in Wisconsin. He now lives in South Carolina with his family. He's an artist, a graphic designer. His style is very provocative. It's, it's unique. It's very, it's not quite my taste, but it's it's very compelling and unique. But what I like most about Winkleman is he is prolific. He creates a piece of art every single day. And he's been doing that since May 1st, 2007. I've long since admired those people who have the discipline to do something every single day. I mean, outside of like brushing my teeth and sleeping, I can't think of anything I've done every single day since 2007. These people, they find a way to balance the science of constant improvement with the art of dedication and passion. They love the craft. Now I, I've always taken pride in my ability to improvise, to adjust on the fly, to read a room and say exactly what needs to be said. Now this works great. It's a skill. It's a talent. Until it doesn't work. And when it doesn't, it's a massive failure. I still remember the meeting like it was yesterday. I had the opportunity to pitch in front of one of the fastest growing fintech companies in the entire country. And this wasn't just me in front of, say, the VP of marketing or director of communications. This was me, CEO of Lemonly, with their CEO and their CFO, the two most important people in their company. Now, see, my company, Lemonly, we help clients design clarity. We help tell your story through visuals. We take your confusing message. We make it simple. This company had a confusing message. If you have a confusing confusing message, you need Lemonly. And I knew that this company... Needed lemonly. I remember my mouth getting dry. I remember my bottle of water was all of a sudden empty. I remember my voice started to crack. I remember slipping into weak words like um, kinda, sorta. I remember being unprepared. And I remember promising to myself, to never have to do that again. I learned that day that I couldn't just rely on talent. I couldn't rely on my ability to adapt. I couldn't expect success. I needed to earn it. so today I wanna to share with you the power of daily work and continuous learning. And I have three little stories. The first is about Jerry Seinfeld. As a young comedian, Jerry Seinfeld knew he couldn't rely on wit or just luck to be funny. Jokes were not going to rain down from above and be hilarious to everybody, right? He understood he not only needed to practice the material, but he also needed to constantly create new material. And so before he was a household name, Seinfeld promised to himself that he would write a joke every single day. Funny or not, he would get up, he would write a new joke every day. And he called this, don't break the chain. He attributes this to his success today and and gives this advice of write a joke. And he, he would write a joke, mark it on the calendar, write a joke, mark it on the calendar, write a joke, mark it on the calendar. And once he started marking these calendars, he would create a chain and he just said, do not break this chain. Today, Jerry's chain is still going and he writes a new joke Every single day. This is the power of daily work. My second story is about the late, great Kobe Bryant. Now, Kobe, every offseason, he would get into the gym and make 2,000 shots a day. Now, note, I said make 2,000 shots a day, not take, but make. He would constantly work on his jumper, on his three-point shot, on a new post move. Every offseason, Kobe was adding a new shot or a new element to his game, just constantly improving. Kobe could grab one ball and one person to help rebound, and he could get up 500 shots in 60 minutes. So if he's making 2,000 shots a day, that means he's shooting a basketball in a gym for over five hours every single day. This is already one of the greatest players in the world at the time, and the greatest one of the greatest of all time. He wanted to get better. He was in love with the work. He was a disciple of discipline. That's the second story. Become a disciple of discipline. Now the third story is about me, John Meyer. I'm the third kid of four in my family. I grew up on a cul-de-sac in middle of America in a very average state, South Dakota. Now, I'd like to think my story is not fully written yet, but I have already learned the power of always pushing yourself to do big things, to do bigger things, to push your limit. On the physical side, I've gone from being a very average high school track athlete to then going and running my first 5k to a 10k to a half marathon, and then on to a full marathon. And in this August, uh, on my 36th birthday, I'm going to do do an event called 29029. This is a 36-hour hike where you do the cumulative amount of feet, 29,029 feet, as summiting Mount Everest, 13 times up a mountain and down the gondola, up the mountain, down the gondola. So for me, it's not about breaking a record. There's no time. I'm not competing against anyone else, but it's about competing against myself and stretching the limits of what I believe to be possible for me. On the professional side, uh, I sold my business this January sold lemonly after running it for almost 10 years. It's basically the only job I've ever known did 11 months in a corporate consulting job. And I've been an entrepreneur ever since. Now I have no idea what I'm going to do next, But I do know it was time for me to do a bigger thing. It was time for me to chase a new goal. It was time for me to get uncomfortable and push myself to the next level. One of my favorite sayings is, no pressure, no diamonds. Diamonds are created by constant heat and pressure, by daily pushing and pushing and pushing over years and years and years to create beautiful and wonderful diamonds. So those stories are about the power of daily, about becoming the disciple of discipline and about doing big things. Now, about three years ago at Lemley, every year we do a company retreat in the fall. We go somewhere, we fly our remote people in, and we all gather together to learn, to bond, to, to hang out with each other and to get better. I remember we were in this big, big living room in this giant church basement uh, out of, on a lake in rural Iowa. And I noticed uh, leading up to that event that year that maybe a few of our team members were sort of struggling with what I call the comparison game, right? The feeling of, of not having enough, of not being smart enough, of not being pretty enough, and not, not being good enough, based on, of course, somebody else's curated life of highlight reels on Instagram, right? We can swipe through somebody's highlight reel of their life that's perfectly crafted and, and perfectly filtered. And so I rolled out this new theme at the retreat that year. And what I told the team is, you should only compare yourself to one person, and that's who you were yesterday. How can you be just 1% better? For me, how can I be a better father, a husband, a son, a friend, a CEO, a runner, whatever titles you claim, how can you get just 1% better? Albert Einstein famously said that compound interest is man's greatest invention. The challenge with 1% better is it's basically unnoticeable. You don't even know that it's happening. It's so hard to see in the time. It's just like when people see my daughters, and I, of course, see them and hang out with them every single day. And so when they say, oh my gosh, look how much Margot has grown, you know, I barely notice. And then I look at an old photo or I realize they haven't seen her in a long time. And it's such tremendous growth, right? So how can you just get 1% better so that over time, that 1% stacks up and the power of compound interest kicks in? So do you remember that Mike Winkleman I talked about at the beginning, the artist from Wisconsin? Well, online, his name is Beeple. And this past March, he sold that piece of art that he was working on since 2007 He sold it as an NFT for $69 million, and that piece of art is called Every Day. People created art every day and became an overnight success, just a mere 14 years in the making. That is what I believe is better every day. All right, that was my performance of Better Every Day, part of the my mini TED talk of the on-deck performative speaking course. I hope you enjoyed that. Something a little bit different, which we thought was appropriate for episode 52. A little bit about about myself, uh, something that I'm working on, and, hope, and I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I want to finish with a few just kind of rundown of looking back uh, 52 episodes and just a few stats uh, of what we were able to accomplish here. And, and we'll finish with some thank yous as well. So we had people from all over the country and of course all over the world even listen to the Lead More podcast, uh, a large percentage here in Sioux Falls from, and then all the way to Chicago, New York, La Vista, Nebraska. I've been to Nebraska, but I've never been to La Vista. Uh, every single continent, someone downloaded the Lead More podcast in every single continent, continent except Antarctica. So if you know somebody down there hanging out, on the base in the, ices, in the ice of Antarctica uh, send them the Leeborn Podcast so you can check that content off uh, you might find interesting the top five episodes the most downloaded episodes from the past year this is an interesting combination of, of sort of name recognition as well as like the ones that started earlier you know had a little bit longer lifespan to get episodes but all over the map too number one the most downloaded episode from the past year was episode one with Governor Dennis Dugard which, thanks for everyone for listening to the episode. I will say we've come a long way, both in production, uh, the camera angles, the lighting. Uh, we have an intro. Just so many other ways we've gotten so much better. So hopefully some of those folks who listened to episode uh, one took a chance on another episode. Number two is my good friend, former uh, colleague, the CEO of NineCloud, Sarah Carnes. We talked about passing the baton and taking on the baton with Sarah Carnes, the most second most downloaded. Number three an incredible, incredible story of love and support, and, and 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 just care was the episode with Chris Maxwell and Molly Wisgram from Fort Pierre, from Pierre, South Dakota, uh, about getting through tragedy and, and really healing together. That's the third most uh, listened to episode, number four was uh, one of our my, one of my favorite people, one of the smartest people I know was Dr. David O'Hara, where he talked about learning from the past to, to, to learn to the, for the future. Uh, Dr. O'Hara, huge, very popular Lead More guest. And number five, of course, was Bonnie uh, Harari, Why Leaders Need to Speak Up. That was episode two. So two of those very early ones where we talked about the Black Lives Matter movement and what was going on in the country at this time a year ago very important episode. So those are the top five episodes. We had a 53% male to 47% female ratio of guests They came from 12 different states across the country. I think we're, we're trying to do our best to make sure that we're showcasing leadership in all angles, giving those a platform and a voice to share their story. And I thank you for being on that journey with us. So let's finish with... Big, big props to my good friend, Nate, who made sure that this podcast wasn't just amateur hour by myself, uh, Giving us, teaching me about sound equipment, teaching me how to uh, you know, better uh, prepare and, and get the guests ready and to, to do the editing, uh, to, to, to Nick from our team, who helps with getting the episodes posted, thinking about social media promotion and episode descriptions, and then most recently here toward the end of the year to Knock. Knock has been great with thinking about ideation and, and potential guests and getting those guests invited and onto the show. Um, I am a leader who recognizes my weaknesses and I'm a leader who recognizes, who believes in uh, doubling down on your strengths and punting on your weaknesses. And so I've been able to thankfully, and very grateful to surround myself with awesome other team members and colleagues to make this show possible. So to Nate, to Nick, and to Nock, completely coincidence on that, the triple Ns. uh, Thank you so much. And thanks for being on this journey here on the Lead More Podcast. So with that, thank you to you for listening. Like I said, whether it was one minute of one episode or all 52 episodes, I'm very grateful. And we're not done. We still have a big mission to accomplish. We believe the world needs more leaders. And I want you, if you are listening to this, I want you to consider yourself to be that next leader. I believe you can, and we're here to help you on that journey. Thank you for listening. Take care and be well.